0: chapter 1 of the pony rider boys on the blue ridge this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org the pony rider boys on the blue ridge by frank g patchen chapter 1 the camp in smoky pass now let the flies, the hornets, the fleas, and the doodle bugs come and do their worst, declared Tad Butler, standing off to take a look at the tent he had just finished pitching. No doodle bugs in mine, if you please, answered Stacy Brown. Nor mine, added Ned Rector and Walter Perkins in chorus. How about you, chops? Do you like bugs? questioned Tad, giving the guide a mischievous glance yasser you do yasser Nawser or which is it nausea i thought not nodded tad chops doesn't always know what he does want yasser i reckon we'll have to give him a few lessons suggested chunky brown with a grin yaza replied chops regarding chunky with large eyes so long as you're willing there seems to be nothing more to be said at the present sitting observed ned rector you're a cheerful idiot aren't you chops persisted stacy sir," isn't it fine to have a guide who agrees with everything you say scoffed ned i'm afraid we're going to have a quiet time of it down here in the blue ridge with a guide who won't oppose you not a person to fight you not even an animal to do battle with mourned ned I guess you'll find animals enough when you get in farther answered tad with a laugh what kind demanded ned instantly on the alert deer bear and mountain lion I, I i caught a mountain lion up in the grand canyon interposed chunky yes we know all about that we certainly do don't we chunky laughed tad i reckon if we don't know one does finished chunky Directing a look of inquiry at the guide yaza agreed chops grinning broadly Chops it may be well to explain was not only colored, but he was black as a piece of ebony Which however did not account for his peculiar nickname Chops right name was Billy veal The boys seized upon this to call him veal chops Which after a few hours was changed to the short form? or chops and chops billy would remain as long as he traveled the blue ridge in the company of these fun-loving young fellows chops's lips were red and his mouth looked like an angry gash while the eyes at times appeared to be all whites professor zeppelin had attached chops to his party at asheville the colored man had been recommended as an excellent guide one who knew every foot of the blue ridge mountains and their various branches Besides this the professor's informant said that Billy veal was a splendid cook a useful man about the stock and Possessing numerous other qualifications What the informant did not say was that while Billy may have known how to do all these things He was loath to do anything that might be construed as work Besides this his appetite was greater than Stacy Brown's which was saying a great deal for Billy veal's appetite was in fact assuming alarming proportions the party feared that they should not be able to keep themselves supplied with food unless something were done to check the growing appetite of the guide and all-around man the professor was looking on admiringly as tad finished pitching the tents veal watching the work with wide white eyes stacy took a piece of hardtack which he tossed to the waiting colored man and the hard-tack instantly went into Chops's mouth for a second it puffed out his cheek then Disappeared down his throat whole as the guide gave a convulsive gulp Stacy Brown regarded the fellow admiringly Goodness gracious. I wish I could store away food like that Did you ever eat on a wager chops? Yasser, yeah, what did you do I done at six pies while the clock was striking twelve, sir? Six pies, marvelled the fat boy. Yazer. Ho ho You must have been a regular turnover. Yazer. Yeah, Were you full? asked Tad. No, sir. I could have done it some more. Chunky, you ought to take lessons from chops. He might give you some valuable pointers, suggested Tad, laughingly. I reckon he could at that, agreed the fat boy. If I could eat six pies all at once, without having to send for the doctor, I'd think I was some pumpkins. Especially if you'd been eating pumpkin pies, eh? chuckled Tad Butler. Tad, I like your tent arrangement first rate, complimented Professor Zepplin, surveying the little white canvas tents that were ranged in a semicircle about the campfire, all opening to the fire. I'm inclined to think, too, that you have an invention worthwhile in what we have named the Butler lean-to. I'm sure others will recognize the value of it and that it will come into quite general use Thank you. I shall be glad if others find it useful However, we have not tried it out We'll see how it works with us during this journey through the Blue Ridge answered Tad Tad Butler's tent was an ingenious little affair It weighed just five pounds and when packed it folded into a neat little package five inches thick by ten by fourteen inches one might carry it on his back without discomfort to put up such a tent you cut three slender saplings of about 10 feet long slip one down the ridge of the tent and out through a hole in the back shove the end of this pole into the ground cross and spread the other two poles and tie the three together at the upper ends next raise the ridge pole by sticking the other two into the ground to make a triangle peg down the sides Tie out the front poles at the grommets, and your tent is ready for occupancy, having taken not more than seven or eight minutes in the putting up. After finishing, the tent makes a peculiar appearance, being about two feet wide at the rear by a full eight feet at the front. The rear of the tent is used for the storing of equipment, or duffel, as the camper calls it. Tad arranged two beds in his tent, leaving the others to fix their own as suited their individual tastes. The beds were made by first clearing away the ground then piling in hemlock boughs fully three feet deep over this was placed the sleeping bag and No softer bed ever held a tired camper the bed had also the merit of raising one from the ground out of the water Provided there should be rain in the night the others of this party of young explorers were satisfied to dump their sleeping bags on the ground though the professor did make a bed for himself Which while not so practical as Tad's served his purpose almost equally well You fellows had better get yourselves off the ground for we're going to have a storm tonight advised Butler Walter is sleeping in my tent, but the rest of you look out Don't you think it's going to storm chops? Yes, sir. I don't think it's going to storm do you chops asked Stacy No, sir There you are declared the fat boy you pay your money and you take your choice It's going to storm and it isn't going to storm you'd make a fine thermometer chops Why you'd have everybody crazy with the heat and cold all at the same time The camp had been pitched in the narrow smoky pass of the Blue Ridge Through which flowed a tributary of the French Broad River The stream was very shallow at this time of the year there having been but few rains and its course was marked mostly by white sand and smoothly worn rocks With here and there along the borders of the watercourse little colonies of white pink-petaled trillium Gently nodding their heads at the ends of their long slender stems The pass was silent save for the soft murmur of the stream and the songs of birds farther up the rocky sides in the dense foliage It was an ideal camping place in a dry spell, but not any too desirable in times of high water Billy Veal had declared that it offered a perfectly easy route through to the Black Mountain Spur for which the party was heading Billy knew the mountains very well The boys were obliged to admit that but the difficulty was to find out what he did know For he was as likely to say one thing as another They had decided that the best plan would be to tell him where they wanted to go leaving him to do the rest the more questions they asked the less they knew did you ever see a ghost chops asked Stacy after they had settled down for an evening's enjoyment? No, sir. Yes, sir answered the colored man his eyes growing large I'll show you a ghost sometime Would you like to be introduced to a ghost persisted Stacy? Yes, sir. No, sir Don't want to see no ghosts then. Why don't you say so? Yes, sir say what you mean ordered the fat boy sternly don't beat around the bush you'll be getting yourself into a pickle first thing you know for billy we're waiting for you to get the supper warned the professor severely you should have had it well started before this yes yeah, sir answered chops grinning broadly you forgot something chops reminded stacy yes yeah, no naza," jeered the fat boy stacy be good enough to go away from the guide you are interfering with his duties rebuked the professor No, sir. Yes, sir mocked the fat boy with a grin almost as broad as Billy veal's They sat down to supper soon after that and all hands agreed that it was an excellent meal What appealed to their appetites most were the waffles real old southern waffles? the kind that mother didn't make a jug of molasses was produced as a surprise Such a feast the boys had not had within memory Cool sparkling water was at hand one had but to step into the stream and dip it up But it was the waffles that put pretty much everything else out of mind Why Billy I didn't know that you brought syrup glowed the professor now in high good humor Yes, sir Well, well, this is indeed a surprise my man i am thankful that he is at last making an effort to earn his wages muttered tad butler thus far he hasn't done much in that direction you must admit that he has guided us pretty well defended walter perkins you mean we have guided ourselves differed ned rector anybody could follow this hollow in fact one couldn't get out of it until he got to the end that is unless he had wings unless he was a bird That's chops declared Stacy. What do you mean demanded Ned turning to the fat boy? I mean he is a bird. Must I explain everything to you? If you insist I'll draw a picture of a bird and that'll do Stacy rebuked Ned. Yes sir mimicked Stacy whereat the boys burst out laughing. There was no resisting Stacy Brown's droll way of saying things. Stacy was a natural comedian. But whether or not he was aware of this none but himself knew. There were no waffles left when the boys finished their supper. The clouds had been gathering all afternoon, and just as they sat back for a comfortable chat on full stomachs, little spatters of rain gave promise of a wet night. You see, reminded Tad, nodding to his companions and glancing up to the sky, we don't see much, but we feel. I guess you were right at that tad agreed ned rector tad's always right when he isn't wrong observed stacy solemnly and you are usually wrong when you're not right retorted butler quickly laying all levity aside i wish to ask if you young men know where you are interrupted the professor yes sir answered stacy promptly i suppose we are in the smoky pass of the blue ridge mountains in north carolina sir replied Tad, exactly but there are some features about the Blue Ridge which you young gentlemen possibly are not familiar with for your benefit I'll give you a brief talk on this somewhat unfamiliar range of mountains the Blue Ridge is the most easterly range of the Appalachian mountain system I presume you're unaware that it actually had its beginnings at West Point on the hudson river whence so many fine young officers went out to fight for their country in the great world war am i right in thus supposing the professor glared about him fiercely you win muttered stacy it's the fact the blue ridge forms an almost continuous chain from that point down to the north of alabama the range makes its way through new jersey pennsylvania virginia and the carolinas the Blue Ridge proper is that part of the range below Pennsylvania, which separates the Great Valley from the Piedmont region. In South Virginia the range widens into a broad plateau, which reaches its widest extent in the state where we now are. Yes, yeah, sir, murmured Stacy Brown. The boys pretended not to have heard the interruption. But the professor fixed a stern eye on Stacy, then resumed his lecture. In this state, North Carolina, he said, The range is intersected by numerous groups such as the black the south and the like Some reaching several thousand feet in height We shall soon be in a spur of the Black Mountains I fear we shall have to find a new guide if we ever get anywhere professor spoke up tad I am of the opinion that he has done very well Did you not surprise us with waffles and syrup demanded professor Zeppelin he did agreed the boys on the other hand added tad? Our grub is disappearing most mysteriously. I'm sure Chunky couldn't eat so much more than the rest of us. Our flour is nearly all gone, although we haven't been out a week. It is almost unbelievable. All the biscuit we brought along have disappeared. And those cookies we got in Asheville, mourned Stacy. I was figuring on having cookies all the way across the mountains. Now I'll have to eat hardtack and biscuit. So long as you don't have to eat salt horse, you ought to consider yourself lucky," retorted Rector. As I was about to say, when interrupted, continued Professor Zeppelin, "the Black Mountains lie in Buncombe and Yancey counties. Does chops come from Buncombe?" interrupted Stacy. Again, I say they form a spur of the Blue Ridge," resumed the professor, unheeding the interruption, and are a part of the Appalachian system. They lie between the French Broad River and its main tributary, the Nolichucky. Is this the Trolley Chucky here at our feet, professor? questioned Chunky innocently. Tad gave the fat boy a prod with the toe of his boot. Whereat Stacy turned an indignant face to him? Mount Mitchell, Black Dome, Gallo's Peak, Sandoz Knob, and Gibbs Peak, including Smokey Bald and others, formed the divide between the Tennessee and the Catawba River basins. That, for the present, will be quite sufficient for the topography of the country. As you are no doubt aware, most of the rocks through this region are highly crystalline, but whether of Paleozoic or Ozoic age is not certain, continued the Professor. Yazer, yeah, murmured the fat boy. Chops had been listening, with wide open mouth and eyes, not understanding a word of what had been said but being sure it was something of tremendous importance because he could not understand here comes the storm cried tad as a vivid sheet of lightning flashed up the pass followed by a deafening peal of thunder almost instantly the rain began to fall and the boys scrambled for their tents while chops wrapping himself in a blanket crouched in front of the fire from their tents the lads could talk to each other the openings of the tents being close to the fire itself they continued their conversation from the tents by this time the rain was roaring on the canvas in a perfect torrent it's gonna to be a good night to sleep called Ned I'm not so sure of that answered Tad Butler I reckon it'll be a fine night for ducks observed chunky young man that is not seemly language rebuked the professor it's the truth isn't truth seemly demanded stacy You're evading the question. I beg your pardon. I'm not I'm bumping right up against it retorted the fat boy amid smothered laughter the roar of the storm soon made the boys sleepy and A few minutes later the last of the party except Tad had turned in Butler watched the storm for an hour Listening thoughtfully to the river and the rain it's my opinion that we'll be having trouble before morning he muttered as he threw himself down in his bed of bows he didn't remove his clothes as had the others in which perhaps tad butler was wise once more the pony rider boys were well started on their summer's ride led by professor Zeppelin, the tutor who had accompanied them on so many happy adventures in the saddle on their summer outings the professor who in spite of his sternness was as much a boy as his charges Took a secret delight in their pranks and their noisy chatter following their lively adventures in other fields they had elected to explore the apparently more peaceful territory of the Blue Ridge Mountains in fact the pony rider boys did not look forward to adventures here but in this they were destined to be considerably surprised the pony rider party had made camp in a narrow spot in what was known as the Smoky Pass and were now facing a storm which tad butler believed promised to be a severe one nor in this belief was tad one whit outside of the truth for as he listened the storm steadily increased in fury the present center of the rising storm appeared to be on the eastward of their camp and already the ordinarily small stream at their feet was muttering ominously its waters sparkling clear an hour before were now muddy and swollen tad's observant weather eye also noted that the stream was full of drift and torn off foliage billy veal the guide he observed stood wide eyed and shivering just beyond the fire for billy was wet and he was afraid come in here ordered tad and billy obeyed with evident reluctance do you know of any place hereabouts where we might climb up the side of the pass Tad demanded. Yes, yeah, sir, Noza, sir, chattered Veal. Which is it? insisted Butler, sharply. No, sir. Hm. Then if we wanted to get out of this pass, and could neither go up nor downstream, what would you do, Billy? I reckons I'd stay here, sir. Sh <sniffs> grunted Tad disgustedly. Trying to wring information from Billy was far from satisfying sit down in here where you can keep dry and if the storm gets much worse let me know i'm going to turn in and get some sleep tad who had risen to have a look at the weather threw himself down again for he was tired and sleepy the campground was very low and were the creek to rise much above its present channel butler knew that his party would come in for a fine wedding However, this was not greatly disturbing to him, though he did not exactly like the idea of being shut up in that walled-in pass with no way of getting out, save by following the stream either up or down. Tad quickly went to sleep and slumbered on, unmindful of the roar of the storm. He was disturbed some three hours later by howls from the tent occupied by Stacy Brown. "'Oh, wow!' yelled the fat boy tad butler like every other member of the party was awakened by stacy's yell chops sat shivering and regarding him apprehensively he had never before heard chunky howl and the howl was terrifying to him go and see what's the matter with mr brown directed tad stacy's howls broke forth afresh hey stop that what's the matter shouted tad i'm all afloat i'm soused from head to foot came the reply Save you the trouble of taking a bath," answered Butler. "I'll drown," wailed Stacy. "Oh, stop it and get a boat!" urged Ned Rector's voice. "Why didn't you pile in hemlock boughs as I told you to do? Then you wouldn't have got wet." Rebuked Tad. "Are you lying in the water?" "Yes. What'll I do? You'll get wetter, so far as I'm able to see." About this time, Professor Zeppelin, in his pajamas, was charging out of his tent. He was drenched in a second guide Isn't there a higher and drier place that we can get to demanded the professor? Yes, sir. No, sir. We're in a pocket professor. We'll have to take our medicine called tad I don't like my medicine so cold wailed the fat boy All hands had better dress advised Butler. I think we're about to experience some trouble What do you think questioned the professor? I think we're in for a ducking Tad put on a rubber coat and pulling his hat well down stepped out By this time there was no fire. It had been drowned out and the night was black He could not see a thing, but the ominous roar of the creek was close at hand The boy went back to his tent and got a lantern Emerging with this a grim smile settled on the pony rider boy's face as he surveyed the scene the waters from the stream were swirling and eddying about the bases of the tents the stream had left its former channel and pretty much all the former dry ground was covered with a thin coating of water professor zepplin glanced about apprehensively this looks serious he observed it does agreed tad but what are we going to do i think we better break camp and try to make our way out of this while we may replied tad the horses already are standing in water above their fetlocks; they'll be ended up to their bodies soon, at the present rate of rise. What does the guide say? demanded Professor Zeppelin. The guide isn't saying anything. Chops is too frightened to talk. Shall I give the order, sir? asked Butler. Yes, if you think best, Tad. Your judgment in these matters I have usually found to be sound. Turn out, fellows! Turn out in a hurry, too. Unless you prefer to take a long swim saddle the ponies chops move urged tad sharply The pony rider camp was instantly turned into a scene of activity The boys knew from Tad's tone that the situation was alarming and they lost no time in getting into their wet clothes chunky chattering like a magpie Chops rolling his eyes as if he were about to go into a fit and The faces of the other boys showing more than ordinary concern The situation was critical, even more so than Tad Butler thought, but which he, with the others, was soon to realize. Chapter 1